Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is The Fray Podcast, brought to you by TheFray.com, a place for women who want more from life. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go. I can set you free Are you gonna make a move? Are you gonna come and see? Whatever you wanna do You know what's cool with me Today's podcast is a solo episode and it's all about resetting your own personal healthy habits and getting your own health back on track. Now, this has been on my mind because in our household, we've had some ups and downs in the last couple of weeks uh, just with my partner's chosen sport and the way that he has to prepare for that sport and the things that I guess he puts his body through. Now that that has finished, that this camp has finished and it's kind of resuming normal life, we've been having a lot of conversations about what does health really mean to both of us independently and what does health mean for the family unit? And I guess just kind of taking stock of the things that we do that work really well for us and perhaps the things that we might need to focus upon Um, and just give more airtime so that we do feel holistically we're back on track. Now, health is such a broad topic. When I'm speaking about health, I do tend to speak of it in quite a holistic way. Health to me isn't about counting calories. It's not about eating a specific way in terms of being really strict with food consumption or having food rules. Um... I don't have any dietary requirements that require me to follow a certain way of eating and I also don't follow a vegan way of life or anything like that. Health for me really covers my mental health, yes, my nutritional health, um, emotional health, connection with others and just how at peace I'm feeling with myself as well and I'll touch on all of that later. But when it comes to healthy habits, I think it's nice to often, you don't even have to do it often, but to occasionally take a pause and reflect on the habits that you have either cultivated on purpose or the habits that you have fallen into because of ease or circumstance um, and just see what's working for you. So in this episode, I'm going to share seven I guess kind of dot points, seven thoughts on ways that you can get yourself back on track, in quotes, whatever that means for you. So first and foremost, it's nice to just take that pause and take stock of where you currently are and to define what health means for you. So when you're thinking of your own health goals, it's so subjective. It's really about what's important to you because for some people when they think of health goals they'll think of perhaps needing to put on weight perhaps wanting to gain muscle 
perhaps wanting to increase cardiovascular fitness or strength and endurance or health could be about getting on top of a, um, a condition that requires you to eat a certain way. Just take a moment to define what health means for you and also ask yourself where are you currently and what's working for you and what isn't. It can be tricky to be objective when answering these questions, but if you sit down with pen and paper and really ask yourself what's currently working for me when I think of the topic of health in my life, And then write down, what are the things that are currently not working for you? So an example could be something that's working for you is um, maybe you love the way that you're training right now. You love your fitness classes um, or maybe you have a goal. You're working towards training for a marathon or a triathlon and that's working really well. But something that might not be working is maybe you're depleted at the end of every day Or maybe you feel like, um, yeah, you just have no energy or no focus. What's working for you and what isn't? And go really granular. Be as detailed as you possibly can be. Because it's one thing to go, I don't have any energy. But it's another thing to actually get specific and say, I'm struggling to have the energy to have sex with my partner. I am struggling to have energy to play with the kids. Really notice what's not working for you because if you get specific and granular it's going to really appeal to your intrinsic goals and intrinsic goals and motivation that's the stuff that actually really creates change so an intrinsic motivator is motivation that comes from within whereas extrinsic is motivation that comes from outside of you So one of the ways we can really access our intrinsic motivators is to be honest with ourselves about all of the pain points that are happening in our life on that topic. The next one is to define some goals for yourself. So this really does go hand in hand with also defining what health means for you. Because it's one thing to say, I want to feel fitter, but it's another thing to say, I'd love to be able to walk for 60 minutes and hold a conversation and not feel short of breath. Or I'd love to run a half marathon or I'd love to run two kilometers without stopping. Get specific and define some goals for yourself. When you are defining goals though, I really can't stress enough the importance of being aware of the arrival fallacy. So the arrival fallacy is when we tend to think that if we achieve a certain goal, when we reach a certain target, that we're going to feel incredibly different and life's going to be magically better. That's the arrival fallacy because, I mean, it's called a fallacy because it's false. When we achieve something, yes, we can enjoy it in the moment and celebrate it and feel so good and it can make a positive impact, But so many people will relate to this where you achieve something and you realize that it's fleeting. It's done. It's gone. Yes, it felt great in the moment, but you still have to get up the next day and unpack the dishwasher. You still have to put dinner on the table. You still have to get your groceries. Life doesn't change dramatically. Of course, it can improve your self-esteem. 
because when we keep our word to ourselves, we, you know, we make our, we strengthen our relationship to ourself. It's so good to do that. But the arrival fallacy is the awareness that things aren't going to be magically significantly so much better when you get to that point that you want to. It's important because if we keep that in mind, that when we get to our goal, maybe life's not going to magically improve by 100%. If we keep that in mind, it allows us to go, huh, okay, what's more important then? The actual journey, as pithy as that sounds. The way that we get to the goal is as important, if not more important than actually reaching the goal itself. Because if you are grinding and putting yourself through miserable stuff to get to this goal, and then you get there and it's over, it doesn't change things significantly. Yes, it feels good in the moment, but it it passes. And you've really hated the whole process of getting there. You're going to feel, I think, less inclined to want to achieve another goal. You're also going to perhaps feel a little bit ripped off that you got to this end result and it wasn't this miraculous life-changing moment. And you might just feel not motivated in general. So when we keep the arrival fallacy in mind, let's keep in mind how important it is to enjoy the journey, not just the end result. So when you are defining those goals, can you design a way to get to those goals where you enjoy the process? So because we're chatting about health um, and just to keep things simple, perhaps one of the goals is that you do want to run a half marathon. How can you enjoy the process of getting to that half marathon? So rather than maybe booking in your training when you know that you're not going to enjoy it, like if you're not a morning person, don't commit to 5 a.m. runs on your own. Maybe the way that you enjoy the process is by joining a local run club because you might love the social aspect or maybe it's making sure you've got fresh music or playlists or audiobooks to listen to. What can you do to really enjoy the process? It's the same thing really, I think, with anything in health. Say you want to... Um, gain more muscle mass? How can you enjoy that process and not make it such a chore? Number three, habit and routine audit yourself. So (laughs) this one can be uncomfortable, but if you spend a couple of days really tracking your habits and your routine, that will give you intel on the way that you operate. And if you can kind of float above yourself and be objective and not be too in the weeds here, But if you can write out your habits and your routines each day and be really super honest, like you have to be so, so honest here for it to be effective. But if you can kind of then zoom out and look at it and go, huh, okay, I can see where parts of my routine are holding me back or certain habits I've developed are impeding what it is that I truly desire in life. So it could be the habit of always stopping at the service station and always grabbing a handful of sweets from the service station when you get your petrol. That could just be a habit that you're like, you know what, I always feel shitty after that and then I don't make it to training. Or maybe you notice in your routine that at the end of the day, you might sit down with the intention to, um, I don't know, journal, but you always put the TV on before you open your journal. And then before you know it, you're 
glued to the TV and the journaling doesn't happen. And maybe journaling is part of your holistic definition of health. So a habit and routine audit can be so transformational if you allow it to be. If you really allow yourself to be super honest with yourself, which sounds funny because we should be able to be honest with ourselves, but often we don't want to be because it's uncomfortable. But you can transform your life if you're willing to look at your habits and routine and just mark them and go, okay, this one adds to my health, this one takes away from it. Now, this is, of course, only for the people who want to. I don't think everyone needs to do this when it comes to health. But if you've been feeling stuck lately and you're listening to this reset episode, really wanting tangible techniques you can take that are going to make a big difference in your life, you could spend three to five days tracking your routine and your habits, writing it down, and then assess it. Go through and mark it in terms of this adds, this takes away, this is a neutral habit. And then think of ways that you can improve upon those habits. And sometimes it's just little systems. Like for example's sake, if you are always grabbing a handful of food at the service station that you know makes you feel crappy and you don't want to keep doing it, but it's hard to break the habit, maybe a system is that you put petrol in your car after a workout when you're really in those endorphins and you're feeling good and you're less likely to make that decision or maybe you go to a petrol station where you don't need to go into the petrol station you can pay at the pump I know that's a really surface level example but I just wanted to provide you with with that with the example to go okay if I look at this routine what are the things I can do to change does this habit serve me hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Next up. Do you need to do a bit of a reset on your fridge and pantry? Again, I know that diet culture is so steeped in everything we do. I'll put my hand up and say I am a huge victim of diet culture and it's something I'm always trying to work upon and I don't want this episode to be about, oh, you've got to do this and do that. Like, It's more just going, if you've been feeling a certain way, and you are wanting to reach a different level of health for yourself personally, are there things that you might need to cull that you've just collected over the time? Or can you just reset your fridge and your pantry so that it represents how you want to feel more so? I mean, I know even just yesterday, we did a big grocery shop and before we put everything away, We did a big fridge clear out and not in terms of clearing out foods that we didn't want to have in the, in the fridge, but just more like organizing things that had gone past their use by date, wiping the shelves down, stacking things so that the kids can easily, easily grab their hummus so that the fruit is easily accessible. So there's bottles of water at eye height and it's easy for me to grab one anytime I'm leaving the house, just setting yourself up for success. Even 
little things that you can do just to support your own goals and what you want to achieve. I've shared this before in other podcasts, but the old out of sight, out of mind really works. I'm all for enjoying food and having treats and things like that. But if I have it at eye height, I'll just grab it more often than I even want it just because it's there. And it's like, oh, a visual prompt, I'll grab it and eat it just because it's easy. Whereas if I just put it in a container that's not clear and out of sight a little bit, when I feel like it and I want to eat it and enjoy it, I know it's there, but I'm not grabbing it just out of like a visual impulse, if that makes sense. So when you are setting yourself up for success, think about putting the things that support you and make you feel good at eye height. And then the things that are like, you know, just stuff you want to enjoy at other times, just put it out of sight because then you'll know it's there and you can grab it when you want it, but you're not going to be having that, you know, quick second response as much. Basics matter. That's number five. Basics matter. I cannot stress this enough. If your sleep is poor, you're going to feel shit no matter what you eat, no matter what you do, because we need sleep. Our brains need it. Our bodies need it for repair, recovery. We need to sleep. So you've got to prioritize your sleep hygiene, which might mean putting down the phone a little bit earlier, charging your phone out of your bedroom. Um, It's being mindful of your caffeine intake before bed. All of those things Sometimes it's, you know, having a list next to your bed so that you can do that big spew and get all of your thoughts and worries out. Sometimes it's being a bit tougher and having a bedtime routine, not even tougher, but being a bit firmer and having a bedtime routine for yourself, but also for your family as well. Kids need an end to the day, but if your day is just never ending and they're not going to bed until you need to go to bed yourself, it's hard because you, most parents, I won't speak for everyone, but I know a lot of parents need that half an hour, that hour, those two hours for themselves before going to sleep. So if your kid isn't going to sleep until 9 p.m., you then yourself might not be getting to bed till 11. And that could be exhausting you depending on what time you're waking up. Sleep matters. When you're thinking of sleep hygiene, what's your environment like? Is it cluttered? Do you have laundry in there that needs to be put away? Do you need to invest in some blockout blinds or even just hanging up some dark fabric for the sake of making your room nice and dark and cozy. Are you comfortable in your bed? Are you comfortable in what you're sleeping in? I know that sounds really trivial, but it all goes towards a good night's sleep. When I'm thinking about basics, water, so many of us are walking around dehydrated. When we're dehydrated, we don't think as well. We don't think as clearly. Um, It can just change the way that we actually respond to certain situations. If we're not hydrated enough, it can change the foods that we're reaching for, our energy levels. We need to hydrate. I've had girlfriends say to me in the past, oh, I can't drink too much water because it makes me bloated. But actually, if you don't drink enough water, that's what makes you bloated. Again, I should just put in a disclaimer here. Clearly not a doctor, clearly not a health professional, just someone who's having a chat. But if you don't drink enough water, my understanding is then your body holds on to whatever org- whatever water is in your body so that your organs can function. So that's when you start to feel more bloated. Whereas if you're drinking enough water, your body understands that there's enough for everything that you ne- your body needs water for, for functioning, and you become less bloated. Water matters. Drink it. 
um, the food that you are consuming matters as well. And food's one of those things that I think we all do well eating different things. So I would never tell you or prescribe a certain way to eat, but I would say to you, be mindful of how do you feel after certain foods? Do they give you enough energy? Are you hungry quickly? Are they filling you up for a long enough period of time? Are you eating enough? Don't just live off your children's crusts or your children's leftovers. Make sure you're eating meals and you have snacks for yourself as well. Supplement when needed. So supplements are obviously a big industry. We can get supplements for everything from, um, you know, our hair, our skin, our nails, to protein, to organ function. There's a supplement for basically anything and everything out there. But I would encourage you to be discerning with the supplements that you take and to be honest with yourself about your basics. I say that because I would hate you to go and spend $80 on a supplement, but you're not sleeping well. And for you to then go, oh, this supplement isn't giving me enough energy. And it's like, no matter what supplement you take, if you are not getting enough sleep, it's not going to make a big difference. If you're depleted, you can replenish those stores at times with supplements but your basics matter. They're your foundational needs. So focus on them first and foremost and supplement when needed. I love my magnesium supplement. I'm a different person if I'm not taking magnesium. So talk to your healthcare provider, get informed and qualified advice and choose high quality supplements when you actually need them. So you might might even like to go and get your bloods done. I know that I... Again, I'm a different person when my iron stores are not there. I have trouble with iron, so I have iron infusions. I've had two in the last three and a half, four years, and it makes a massive difference to me. But I only have that information because I've had my blood test done and I've got a great doctor who keeps an eye on all of those things. Last but not least, as I started this episode with encouraging you to define health for yourself, Health, I think, should also include connection, fun, socializing, and enjoyment. So for me, health, how old am I now? 35. So for me, um, in my early 20s, so 15 years ago, health to me, because I wasn't doing so well, was really about controlling my body shape and what I ate. Health now to me is like, what do I enjoy What makes me feel good? What gives me enough energy for the stuff that's important in life? I'm very clear on my values in life. And so for me to live to those values, I need to have enough energy and enough stamina. So health includes that. Health to me includes indulgence at times and enjoyment. You know, for some people, health will not include a glass of wine But for me, that goes towards my holistic view of health because I love that. It makes me happy. I enjoy it occasionally socially. So define health for you. And don't forget that health doesn't need to be about certain food rules or body types or body shapes or following diets or anything like that. You get to choose what health means to you. I would encourage you to think of health a you know, in terms of vitality, stamina, and pleasure, all of that stuff. So eating out and enjoying food goes towards that definition of health as well. 
So those are just a couple of thoughts on how you can reset your health habits. Take stock of where you are and what's working and what's not. Define your goals, but be aware of the arrival fallacy because you have to enjoy the process of reaching your goals. If you want to, do that habit and routine audit. Reset and cull and cleanse the old fridge and pantry. Be honest about your basics because they really do matter. Supplement when needed, not just because it's a band-aid solution. And above all else, define what health means to you separate from other people's opinions. And don't forget to include that health should really be about fun, connection, happiness and vitality, I think more than anything else. Um, All right. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, let me know. You can always slide into my DMs over at Kylie Camps or The Fray. And please do join our Fray Facebook group. I absolutely love hearing from you over there and seeing your posts. So you can find the link in our show notes. And if you haven't got yourself a copy of the blueprint yet, that code PODCAST20, PODCAST in capitals 20, will get you 20% off your blueprint program. So if you are not clear on your life values and what you might like to do to track towards those values, grab the blueprint because it's going to give you those top core values. It's going to help you really define what your beliefs are for this season of your life. It's going to help you with vision, manifesting, and also inspired action as well. So that's the blueprint over on the fray, F-R-A-E.com. Use that code podcast 20. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to make a move? Are you going to come and see? Whatever you want to do, you know what's cool with me. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.